You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 101. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 101. And before I let you listen to this awesome episode, I wanted to give a huge congratulatory shout out to the winner of our Joy Junkie giveaway that was in honor of our 100. 100- 100th episode and the email address that was the winning email address I don't want to give it out just for anonymity's sake but the beginning of it is b.wrangle so you if that is your email address the beginning of your email please be sure to check your inbox so that you can find the email from us congratulating you on being our winner thank you so much to everybody who submitted and hope you are enjoying your freebies that you received just for entering and without further ado here Here's this week's episode. Enjoy. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey there, baby cake. Hello, governor. <laughs> oh, are we doing voices today? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Just that one. Just that one. That's all, that's all I got. Hello, governor. Hello, pod people. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Um, We've got an exciting new topic for you guys today. We did this once before and I was like this, we're going to probably have to do this a few times. So we're going to do Mailbag 2.0. Mailbag. Mailbag. Do we, (laughs) what, what is that from? I don't know. Oh, it's, it's Ace Ventura Saddlebag. Saddlebag. Well, why don't you cry about it? Saddlebags? That's what it is. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. I feel like that deserves a clip. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a mailbag. I like kind of a collection of submissions that we've received from listeners. And it, every so you know, every so often we get a handful that aren't as on point with what I talk about. Some of these are, but I really feel like they weren't discussion. And sometimes it's not necessarily something I want to do an entire podcast on. Right. So if you're new to the show and you didn't know this, we do a lot of listener submissions. So if you go to thejoyjunkie.com and click on the podcast, you're actually able to submit a topic that you would like us to sound off on. As long as it's like within the realm of what we talk about. Right. You know, it's like, don't ask me about makeup. Don't ask me about knitting or some yeah, shit like how that. To, how to fix your carburetor. Right. Yeah. Not going to live that. Leave that for click and clack the Clacker Brothers on, on NPR. NPR. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those guys are funny. Well, shout out. Why do I love them? I love them. And I <laughs> I just don't just, care. I don't give two shits about cars at they all. They get a kick out of themselves. They do. Yeah. Like Kind of like you and me. Kind of like maybe, you and me. It hits home. Yeah. It hits home. <laughs> it hits home. Maybe that's why you like them. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. <laughs> We really only do this for our enjoyment, by the way. It's just for us. (laughs) So, yeah, so we've got an awesome topic today. So a handful of Lister submissions, topics like, am I being really lazy? Um, How do you replenish yourself if you're in a giving profession? Why do I always attract bad boys? So tons of, like, delicious topics for us to jump into. Hmm. And it's going to be fun. Let's do it. So, but, I mean, 
Let's delve right in. Before we do, though. Oh, before we delve in. Would you rather? All right. So today's would you rather is for the ladies. Ooh. Ooh, it's the ladies. Yeah. So would you rather? Let's see. Where is that question? Where is it? He was cute. He was coming up with a bunch of would you rathers and. For the ladies, and like, oh, that's an easy one. That's an easy one. That's yeah, an easy yeah, one. yeah. And I'm like, see, that's why I have you. <laughs> um, okay, so today's would you rather is would you rather be told to stop being so sensitive every day of your life for the rest of your life, or be asked if you are PMSing every day for the rest of your life? Hmm. Okay, wait. Am I okay? So asking me if I. Every day for the rest of your life, would you like to be asked, are you PMSing today? Or would you like to be asked, um, stop being so sensitive? Okay, okay. Uh, okay, so I think what, for me what I would choose is I would choose being <laughs> – this is such a fucking life coach answer. But I would I would rather be asked – are you PMSing every day? Because that's a total yes, no answer where I could easily just say, nope, nope, nope. Or I could come up with new funny quips because I would get used to it. Right. And Be so like I, Groundhog could, day. I could get numbed out to it. But somebody saying to me every single day, you're so sensitive. Like, Stop being sensitive. Like, you're not you're so sensitive. Stop being Stop sensitive. being sensitive. Like, yeah. To me, that's really somebody else's shit being projected onto me every single day. Negativity. Which, that, again, like I said, this is a life coach assessment. Totally a life coach answer. But I would never tolerate that. You know, I would never tolerate somebody throwing their shit on me like that every single day. I'm too sensitive to have that happen to me. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? I'm too sensitive. Like, never mind. I can't, I just can't take it being told that every day. No, it's, never mind. It's a bad joke. Oh, it is? Yeah, continue. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I would choose, are you PMSing? Are you PMSing? Yeah. Uh, either one is, uh, is fragile. Like, even for guys, we're like, ah, do we say it? Like, it needs to be said. No, it doesn't need to be said. Like. Well, it's funny when when you brought this up to me, I was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. a rough one." That's like hashtag shit you don't say to a woman. Yes. Don't tell her she's too sensitive. Don't, don't ask her if she's PMSing PMS unless you want a plate thrown at your head. And don't tell her she looks fat in those jeans. Of course not. Yeah. Oh my god. All right, so let's jump into uh, some of these Q and A's for today. Mailbag. Oh, weren't we gonna do like a jingle for that? We should. Mailbag. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I love how you like did your own fade out. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I'm my own editor. I produce my own shit. Oh my god! All right. So the first question we have comes from a gal. She's um, a little bit younger, early twenties, and she was. She's just talking about you know she's newly married. She is a new teacher, and she's just having a very hard time really getting shit done. Um, things that actually really do need to get done around the house, like bills, homework, cleaning, et cetera, et cetera. She says, I feel so lazy and I have tried to analyze myself and find the motivation to live the life I want to live. When it comes to taking action, however, I falter. I'm hurting my marriage by not showing up and taking responsibility. I'm also risking my career by not getting my coursework complete. 
So just really wondering, is this laziness? And if so, how do I overcome it? What advice do you have for people who are having a hard time getting things done and being an adult? So there could be a ton of reasons for this. And this will be interesting to get your take on this matter. But what came up for me, I, I really thought about, I mean, obviously I work from home. I've worked from home for the last five years or so. Yeah. And early in our relationship, I think before we even got married, you had a brief stint where you worked from home. Yeah. And it was like, no bueno. Yeah. No, I'm better if I go out for work. Get out. Yeah, I need to get out of the house for sure. Well, that's what really came up for me is I wondered if, because it's very easy when people are like laid off or they're retired Mm -hmm. or they're in a situation where they're lacking structure, where they don't have like a class to get to at a specific time or time management um, work to get to at a specific yeah like where it you really are forced into structure mm-hmm. i think it's really hard for people to just create their own yeah and i had a real learning curve with that too like actually creating work time versus off hours and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i just wanted to throw out in this particular question Really looking at, are you in a situation, like a lifestyle, in which you don't thrive? Like, do you need to set up something That's for fair. yourself that, where you have some sort of structure, where you have to be somewhere at a certain time? Or maybe it's even as simple as, you know, hiring a trainer where you actually have to get up and go work with your trainer mm-hmm. so that you're already in productivity mode and you, you're kind of obligated to get your day going. Yeah. So whatever, like it's it's all about figuring out how you thrive and how you operate the best. So that would be my first place to look is, you know, is your is your day like day in and day out set up in a way that you're actually setting yourself up for success, like scheduling the things and that kind of thing. Or, well, I'm like it just it made me wonder: Are you trying to like, for instance? Cleaning, I'm never fucking motivated to clean. I never right. want to clean. Unless things get so bad that I can't stand it anymore, I will always hire somebody, always, if I can, hire somebody to clean. Yeah. Um, some people love it. It's therapeutic for them. They can't wait to do it. Like, great. That's how you thrive. So, I see. So I'm just looking at these things that she's saying, shit that I don't get done. Bills, homework, cleaning. I feel so lazy. So it just made me wonder, like, what's your daily schedule like? Right. That's, you know, that's very well maybe. I think what came up for me first Mm -hmm. was self-sabotage. How so? Um, Like, uh, not feeling like you deserve to succeed in that role. Huh. Like, uh, oh, if I don't do my homework and I don't, you know, like, I don't deserve those things. I don't deserve the benefits of getting those things done. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. I don't know. That might be too... Oh, could be. It could very well be. In fact, one of my other points on on this particular question was when there's real, really like a lack of drive, and I am by far, and I am the first one to say this, not an authority on this, not. But when there's no drive or there's hopelessness or zero motivation, sometimes it could be like depression related. It could be right. something that is like a deeper psychosocial issue of right. I don't deserve to be you know, to have this amazing career, to have this relationship. Right, right. So there's a couple of different places to look here. Um, 
another one of the the things that came up for me. Remember when we did that podcast on procrastination? Mm-hmm. There's a ton of reasons why we put off shit. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes. But uh, this particular, if this is your sort of issue, anyone listening out there, where you feel like you're lazy because you just don't want to get shit done, sometimes there's very real reasons why you don't want to. Sometimes it's that you don't really even want that thing to to begin with. You don't want to do that thing to begin with. It's right. better if somebody else does it for you, like cleaning. Or yeah, but I mean, like things like bills and homework, you got to do those yourself. You right. know, like what's the what's the hidden meaning behind not getting those done? Right. You know, like that's what I'm talking about. Well, when and again, we especially talk- if it's something like homework where it's gonna uh, improve your career, get sure. you a promotion, or uh, advance you to um, a new position, or you know, something like that. Yeah. Like those things are things you think you would want to do, especially like nobody wants to pay their bills. You know, like I get that. Like, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, like that. That's, but it's one of those things that we do. Sure. Right. We we have to do it. Yeah. But like doing your homework, you decided to take a class either to get continued education to keep your license, or your company requires it, or you're trying to advance yourself. So those are the things I'm like, yeah, dishes, laundry, bills. Nobody wants to do that shit. Right. But your homework, that's the one that's grabbing me. Right. That was, you're, you're absolutely right. And I definitely see that as well. Um, and also just knowing that, like, we drag our feet naturally when there's hard work to be done. Right. You know? Like, I, I remember that's a good point. feeling so fucking relieved to find out that there's a lot of people out there who are authors who have the hardest time just getting started writing. Right. Because I'm yeah. like, maybe I don't want this book bad enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm scared of putting my message out there. And I'm like, no, what is it? And, and it just feels like hard work. It takes cognitive capacity. I actually have to sit down and use my mind. And I would rather actually just zone out. Because right. why? Because that's fucking easier. It's easier, right. So there the could path be t- of least resistance. It, there could be tons of different reasons why. So that's why, yeah, I'm really gra- glad you brought that up because there's there could be a ton of different reasons why you're putting this off. Right. Um, all right. So second one, and this I thought would be great to get your input on. Um, so this is a gal who is, wants to know about overcoming the real feeling of depletion Uh and really with a touch of emotional emptiness. So she says, from teachers to massage therapists, she actually said that. Which is me. To parents, many of us have jobs or lives where we give a lot of ourselves. So she is a corporate communications trainer and it feels awesome while she's there doing it, but afterwards she's totally wiped out. It's draining, yeah. But it's the emotional component I'd like your thoughts on, which I thought was really interesting. While I'm happy to, to finish up, pack up my gear, head to the airport, once I get still, I feel super drained, sad almost, and mostly emotionally empty. Hmm. I feel like this about for one day afterwards, strongest in the six plus hours post. Ooh. Okay. Would love your thoughts on this. And so I've got tons of ideas, but what's, what came up for you? A couple things come up for me. One is that physiologically her adrenal glands might be... Uh, <laughs> de- depleted. 
because I love. That. So I don't mean to laugh. I just love when you, <laughs> how, how your mind works. So you've got uh, a ton of adrenaline pumping while you're doing these activities of mm-hmm. you know teaching or what massage therapy or whatever it might be that you're doing. Uh, and then you also have like a little bit of a um, like a, a post event depression. Like you, totally. c- you, you are up on this high of like, yes, <clears throat> this is what I love to do. This is my fulfillment. And then when it's over, you're kind of in a mourning phase for a yeah. minute. Yes. Right. Um, the, so that might be the other one. First is your adrenal glands might you might need some adrenal um, replenishment. The other is that you might be post-event uh, depression. Mm-hmm. You know, that sounds worse than it is, I guess. But um, so those are my two like that, go-tos what... for that. So that's really interesting because my first thought, and this could be because of the recent podcast that we did on grief, where it was this new notion that I learned about recently where we really need to give ourselves the permission to grieve any change in pattern. Right, yes, so, that last podcast, yeah. So even like like you were saying, um, when you've been in the throes of something emotional, like she does communication, right? That that's involves emoting. Yeah. Um, what you do when you teach class, it involves you being really present. It yeah, involves a lot of emotional attention. Get mentally fatigued. Or even for myself, if I'm doing, I've shared with you guys that I do community theater here and there. I actually have to go through a phase after every show wraps where I mourn the loss of the character. Because I have spent sure. months emotionally being a different human. Getting attached to that character. And then yeah. they're essentially dead. They're essentially gone. Right. And so you kind of have to get so, but that's exactly why I did that podcast on grief. And again, that will that link will be in the show notes if you want to listen to that episode as well, which I would highly advocate. But that's one of the reasons why I felt so so strongly about doing that episode is we don't realize how often we need grief, and we and, and mourning, and it also doesn't have to look like sobbing, crying for weeks on end. Like she said, it lasts for about an a, a day, right? And it's it. The worst part is six plus hours post. That's okay. I don't think we necessarily need to not feel that. Right. So that's my first thing that I would say is like, it's okay that that you feel that. It's okay that you yeah. feel that. Mm-hmm. And why not? look at that as like sweet my body is trying to adjust to a different change in a pattern right i just had this high emotional intensity now you need a low one now i'm void of that let me give my body my emotions my spirituality some time to adapt to it yeah so don't vote on the fact that you feel that embrace it and go my body is recharging it's feeling and it's actually a little sad to come down Something else to tack onto that is to know what refills you. Oh my gosh, that was exactly on my notes. Really? Right. (laughs) You and me, girl. No, you you know, like. (laughs) Since 1997. (laughs) uh, Knowing how you're replenished. Some people get replenished by going out with all their friends and hanging out and being in a large group and getting that energetic fill from everybody else's energy. Some people do better uh, 
hanging out at the house, you know, uh, reading a magazine, reading a good book, you know, like being with themselves. Totally. So knowing how you replenish yourself is a big one for me just because of the type of work I do and how much giving is required of myself. Right. Knowing how I replenish is key. So I think finding your replenish piece. And then honoring it. So like, for instance, when you teach on Wednesday nights, you know, when you don't get home till like 10 or 11 and you've been teaching for like five hours straight, you come home and tell me, I need... I. I don't want to talk. You know, I need yeah, I've to. Been ta- you're, you're like, how's your day? How's your class? And I'm like, babe, I've been talking for five hours. Like, let's talk about it in the morning. And so yeah. I really give you that space. So part of it is really like you, if you were just like, uh, I don't want to hurt her feelings and just tried to appease me. Right. It would kind of be a recipe for you getting snarky and then Or resentful or and like, then it's a mess. oh man, why she always got to ask me about this shit at night? Yeah. But exactly. by you just saying... And, and really communicating with me, like, when I get home from teaching, and same is true when you're in, in class on Sundays, all day Sunday, I really respect, like, what do you need to unwind? Yeah. What no, do you need to let go? It's amazing. I'm so grateful that you do that. It's, and it's, I'm and I'm so grateful that you give voice to it instead yeah. of that the bullshit of, what if my wife is going to snap at me? It's just nonsense. Yeah. Like, it's nonsense. We need to support what each other needs to replenish. So it's so funny. My notes say, set up a replenishment plan after analyzing how you recharge best. (laughs) (laughs) Been hanging out with me much? Uh, I mean, vice versa. I mean, yeah, we, it's so funny how we have that. That's amazing. Um, Everyone's all, I just, I just verped a little bit. Verped our whiskey. (laughs) We're drinking whiskey right now. Whiskey verp. It's our whiskey wisdom. It's our whiskey and wisdom hour. <laughs> whiskey and wisdom with hour. With the Smiths. <laughs> On the Joy Junkie Show. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what I would say, if it's possible, if you're in a situation like this, where, like for instance, she knows that the next day I'm pretty down. So, okay, cool. Could you set up a system for yourself where that next day you're off? Or... You get to take a day trip to a museum or something that would really replenish you. And like you said, some people replenish extrovert style where they want to be with other people and they get filled up by that energy. Some people love introversion and they need to be by themselves. Um, Some people love nature. Some people it's religion and spirituality. Whatever. I don't give a shit what it is. I just care that you honor what you need. Sure. Now, uh, one thing to add there is... You know, sometimes you don't have the option. Like if you're working for a company and they're like, uh, actually, we need you to come in today. We've got blah, blah, blah going on. You know, what do you do then? I would swear to God we have this fucking figured out. <laughs> like if they... It, we got this planned? Because my next point was have a go... Have go-to recharges that are like in a pinch situation. Ooh, look at that. So... um like for me, one of my easy, quick recharges is to burn incense. Even if I'm working on taxes or some shit that I don't like, that's good. It automatically gives me an, a, a sense of calm. Yeah, do it on the subway. See how far it gets you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of you swear. Like you have any idea? We're we live in California. We have no. We idea. have a subway here somewhere. <laughs> subway sandwiches. <laughs> 
There's a subway in LA. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Yeah. We don't even talk about it. No. It's not even a thing. I know. All right. So anyway, it's the equivalent of like I always have like emergency meals in my freezer. So my ideal is that I make my meals from scratch and I have, you know, my meals planned out for the week. But then every once in a while I'm running behind or I don't have them. And so I have these collection of what I have termed emergency meals mm. that I can put together that still cater to whatever hippie thing I'm into at the moment. Right. And the same could be true for your go-to replenishment. So are there little things like could you research even like yoga poses that, Dude, ha- oh my God, we that are. you could do in your office? I was just going to say like my like quick recharge is a little three minute stretch routine yeah that i do like a breathing bring everything in exhale let everything that i don't need out and i do that with stretching you know like breathing and stretching at the same time like just a little three minute in between clients and it really helps me reset quick right and that that really is great to hear from you because we were just talking about how you have to go from client to client and you usually have a 15 gap 15 minute gap in between yeah. some of which is most of which is changing sheets and stuff like that right checking the person out giving their giving them their uh, exercises like you know it, it's filled so there's a lot of stuff that could be very boom 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 operational really not even in the moment but sometimes you're going from one client who's who is in the depths of despair, to, to you know, depending on whatever oh, yeah. you're working on or whatnot, to somebody else who's complete has no body awareness, where it's almost exactly. like void of emotion. So you really have to employ self care methods in that. So that's such a great example that it's possible to find your little like mini recharges. Yeah. So if you're able to schedule out that whole day, great. And, and create a game plan all built around supporting that morning or supporting that little respite that you might need, whatever okay. it is. Mm-hmm. So. I like it. Wow. That was fucking good, Mr. Smith. <laughs> you too, girl. This, I swear, you guys, like, he goes, what, what's the topic for today? And I'm like, oh, well, we're going to do a mailbag first and, you know, so I'll kind of tell him what's up, but that's it. Yeah. We didn't talk about the topic. We never talk about it. So it just goes to show. It's not staged. No. Even though it may seem that way. <laughs> this is what happens when you actually fucking communicate with your spouse for almost yeah. two decades. <laughs> that's right. Almost. Coming up. I know. That's crazy. Damn, crazy wow. talk. Crazy, All right. So here's our next question. Oh, this one's a meaty one, but I'm going to give you a really actionable exercise to do around this one. So this listener asks, how do I stop being attracted to darkness and excitement and start falling in love with guys who are well-adjusted and kind and full of the light. So basically, why do I keep falling for the bad guy? Yeah, right. Right? Darkness. Um, the last Is that three, his name? Darkness? No, of oh, course okay. not. The, but the last three relationships that she's had, you know, really similar patterns, addicts, irresponsible, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's the opposite. I'm responsible, kind, giving person. Um, I look for the good in everyone and give people the benefit of the doubt. First of all... I would highly suggest reading the book, Getting the Love You Want. Um, getting, oh God, I'm blinking on who it's by. Um, Harville Hendricks, I believe. Harville Hendricks. Thank you, Mr. Smith, for being on top of the research. I'll look it up. We are a class fucking act. What is it? Uh, getting the Love You Want. 
And he, he talks a lot about why we seek out the different relationships that we seek out. So that would be a great place to start digging in because a lot of times um, where we go to satisfy our relationship needs has a lot to do with weird childhood shit, parental issues, stuff like that that we yeah, would love to exactly. th- we would love to think that we're beyond it. Right. You but know? it's like programmed. It's like, you know, you got to change the software in your computer for it to do something different. Oh, right? speaking of that. <laughs> you got to change the software in order for things to change. And the same thing happens in us. We've got to change that software in order for change to happen. By the way, that book, Getting the Love You Want, is by Harville Hendricks, and it's twelve ninety six on Amazon. Thank you, baby. That was very <laughs> thorough. But so, so here's just a perfect example. <clears throat> Textbook. Guess how my father was, everybody. How was your father? Fucking amazing. He was. He took me, um, he taught me how to feel my emotions from a very early age. He took me on dates to show me how a woman should be courted. Like, when, you know, when they all, when they say, like, you attract somebody like your father, in many ways you guys were quite different, but in a lot of ways, I attracted those traits that I really wanted. Support, um, uh, support around my emotions and who I am and feeling the freedom to feel how I feel without judgment. Um, so it's just really fascinating. So I would highly suggest that for, for everybody. Cool. Um, actually, it'd be good for you to read. I wonder if yeah. it's on audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. Just to see, I was, was going to look that up, but are. I thought I'd wait till after the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so that's just a side note. But one of the exercises that I really love to give to people, and this is a little bit more superfluous. It's a, well, I guess I shouldn't say superfluous. It's a little more on the surface level. So there definitely is something here for you to dig into from a psychological standpoint, whether it's you know working with a coach or a therapist or reading books about it. There's a reason why you're self-sabotaging. Yes, that is definitely self-sabotage. Why you're saying you want one thing and then settling for something else. So I'm going to give everybody like a basic exercise. This is one of my favorite things to give to people. And I've actually had a handful of clients (laughs) completely manifest their soulmate and get married. Um, I've even married one of them, a set of them. That's a great testimonial. (laughs) Except I don't really work in relationships as much anymore. But um, I call it the soulmate factory exercise. So the idea is that you, first of all, no negative self-talk allowed. No, that's not realistic. No gremlins. No, nothing is allowed. This is 100% pure fantasy, okay? It's like you're walking into a literal soulmate factory where you get to pick out every possible thing that you want in a mate. Everything. So, and you're going to get this all out on paper. So... You walk into the building and then kind of on the left is everything related to physicality. So you can pick penis size, boob size, um, hair color, ethnicity, um, uh, any if there's any uh, uh, physiological traits that they have that are like, uh, like, I don't want anyone who has anxiety disorder being, you know, cascaded down our genealogy or anything. Like you can pick all of that stuff. Okay. Everything's superficial. Height, weight, whatever. Okay. Pinky size. Pinky size. Earlobes. Earlobes. Yeah. 
hair, everything. So then you walk into the, <laughs> the, the next location and now you have to order up everything that you want around core value system. So what does this person highly value? What would they damn near lay down their life for? Mm. Honesty, integrity, family, love, connection, creativity, um, music, darkness. Uh, darkness. No. <laughs> I want I would the lay devil. my life down for the devil. For the devil. For the darkness. Um God damn it. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, That's okay. I get I to, snuck in, took the opportunity. You, you snuck right in. I jabbed you right you in the stealthies. face. Stealthy. Fucking stealthy. <laughs> um uh, but even stuff like if you cannot imagine being with somebody who didn't love the outdoors as much you, as you did. Yeah. Like a huge value around nature or wildlife or animals or philo- uh, philanthropy or anything that you really, really want them to have value on. And go nuts with that. Um, and then finally, you walk into a room and you get to decide all the things that you guys would do together and how they would treat you. And, and this is basically like your love language. So would they leave you lots of notes? Would you date a lot? Would they be good with gifts? Would they always tell you how beautiful you are or how amazing of a provider you are for the home? You know, so this is like, do you like to be, do you receive your love through positive affirmations? Do you receive your love through gifts, through acts What's of kindness? your love language, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Um, which if you haven't read uh, the five love languages, you can Google that and find lots of great information on it. And it's just it's just basically how we receive love and how we tend to show love. Right. So so you get to basically put this and get this all out on paper, every fucking thing you love. Then you go back and you put an asterisk or like a little star by every trait that is a deal breaker. That, that's like, I cannot be with somebody who smokes or I cannot be with somebody who is dishonest, who would, you know, I always give the analogy of somebody who finds a wallet and doesn't try to find the owner. Right. I can't be with somebody like that. At our core, we operate differently. Right. Um, political differences, religious differences, sometimes those are deal breakers for people and sometimes not. Right. That's it for you to decide. So here's what this does. When you create a big list of like, here's what I would love, but then here are the things that are non-negotiables. What happens then when you start dating people and you've already been super, super clear about what's going on with you, you get red flag after red flag after red flag and you go, no, 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 no. I know I can't. I, I know I'm going to shut this shit down right now. I'm, it's clear they're dishonest. It's clear they they don't have integrity. It's clear we have way too many religious differences. Instead of what many people do when you aren't clear about what you want, which is take on project after project after project. They'll Pe- do or uh, they'll I can improve, work with this. Or, yeah, this will this will get better. It's not so bad. Oh, he's got this, but that'll be, get better. Or I can deal with that. Or it's not. Right. Or I think I'm just being picky. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when you do, and you this, fall into those old patterns that are set by our lineage or by our past. Totally. Yeah. So you start blindly going into these relationships instead of consciously going into these relationships. So, um, gosh, we're really running out of time here. Um, and I had two more, so. Yikes. Well, maybe we'll save it for the next mailbag. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe we'll do another mailbag yeah. times two or something. Mm-hmm. Times um, three. 
times three. Yeah, the, maybe we'll do because the, they're both like sexual related. So maybe we'll do. Ooh, we'll do a, a sexual mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> mailbag. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably good. I should probably just cut it off right here, right? Yeah. Why not? All right. Oh, I really wanted to go into those, but. Well, but you that, just have to listen to the next mailbag. You're right. You're right. Oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you guys. Um, I have a free workbook for everybody that um, I have talked about quite a bit, but you can actually get it, especially if you're a new listener. If you text, if you're on phone right now, text the word junkie, J-U-N-K-I-E, to the number 66866, and you will be automatically entered and sent my PDF workbook. You'll also be able to get it in an audiobook format, and it's basically how to stand up for yourself without being a dick. So it's actual challenges. It's things that you have to do that you have to implement in your life to really start standing up for yourself. So, but yes, be sure to get your your workbook. Um, just text junkie to ju or to six six eight six six, and we'll get that off to you right away. Awesome. And you can actually make some shit happen in your life, right? Because we know that if you just listen to things and do nothing about them, nothing changes. Nothing changes. All right. So I think that's about it. Any other further thoughts? Nope. I think we covered that. That was good. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you around these parts next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm -hmm.